welcome to the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids podcast. So, pour yourself a cuppa, find a comfy seat and enjoy the conversation. This is episode 64 and today's episode is all about social media. The good, the bad and the downright ugly. Now you're going to know if you've been following me for some time my view about social media. For those who don't know, last November, so November 2021, I came off all social platforms, so I stopped using them personally and I stopped using them professionally because I felt that I could no longer reconcile the work that I do with teens and children around anxiety and their mental health and well-being and the impact that social media has. So this episode is not about device use specifically, this is about very specifically around social media use. And what's probably prompted this episode is... Yet another Hollywood celebrity has publicly declared that they're coming off social media because of the impact that it's had on their mental health. And I have spent a wonderful sort of separate kind of couple of days at Camp Festival giving talks on how not to screw up your kids and been just delighted in the sight of just children and teens reveling and being outside and having a wonderful time and enjoying themselves. So I think that we need to talk about social media again. And I think what I want to start off with is being really honest in that I have a real concern around social media and its impact on our children, but specifically from a mindless use of social media. I understand that our children and our teens communicate, keep in touch with their friends through social media. And I have no true objection when it is used consciously and with awareness. My concern is that I feel that we're slightly falling into a bit of a mindless trap, almost sleepwalking into a pretty big disaster around social media. So let me give you some context because obviously I've used social media from a business perspective as well as a personal perspective. So I think as parents what we have to remember is that social platforms in terms of their concept were very much it's a great concept it's a way of keeping in touch with friends it's a way of collating them in a particular place we can see photographs we can see what they've been up to we can communicate and keep in touch with multiple people across the globe and it's a great way of connecting however from a business perspective we also need to be aware that social media platforms are businesses they make their money through advertisers Advertisers who may be business individuals, large companies, small companies that will be paying to have their content placed in front of you as an adult and your children. So the question around their judgment, these social platforms in terms of what's good for our children's well-being is slightly compromised in my view when ultimately they are businesses that need to report profits and are paying large salaries and have a large presence in terms of staff and so we have to be aware that whilst the intent and how our children choose to use social social media is very much about keeping in contact following their idols um, and people of influence that they're really interested in they are going to be subject to advertising content that is going to be placed in front of them based on their patterns of clicks and patterns of behavior. So if our children inadvertently click on something because it looks particularly bright and sparkly and interesting, and they view that, 
that information is carried in the form of what they call a pixel that then means that because they have engaged in that, they may well be shown further content as a result of it. So I think as parents, the first thing we need to do more than anything else with social media is we need to remind ourselves and understand that these are businesses that are there to make profits. And whilst our children may want to use them for a social perspective, they also need to understand this sort of wider context. So when I'm talking today on this particular episode, it's very much my view is around social media use in this mindless way. And when it's used to excess, that's where I think it results in damaging our children's mental health and their well-being. So I'm going to look at it in a couple of different ways. And I think what we also need to remember is when we have children and teens that are using social media in a mindless way and in an excessive way, what that ultimately means is they're probably spending a huge amount of time indoors. They're not sort of being out. So even if we ignore the sort of the comparison aspect of social media and how that impacts our children's mental health, if we just ignore that for a moment and just think about the physical aspect of being on your device a whole lot lot of time and looking at social media in that respect, it's not great for our kids' physical well-being. They're stuck indoors. They're not outside. They're not exercising. They're not expanding their horizons. They're not meeting new challenges. They're not getting those endorphins from exercise or from being out in in nature and, and experiencing new things. So it's looking at the whole package. So my emphasis very much in this episode is really... I'm not going to suggest, even though I would love to, because I'm, I just know it's not practical, I'm not going to suggest that our children are not on social media full stop. But I am saying that as parents, we need to take responsibility to make sure that our children don't end up using social media mindlessly because their phone is next to them and it's something that they do without thinking and actually trying to make sure that there is a more of a mindful or intentional or a conscious use My view has always been prevention is better than cure, always. So I've got some three do nots before we start moving into actually how do we manage it. My first view is that children should not have social media accounts below the permitted age. Full stop. Really should be an absolute full stop. And that's the first aspect of it. And even when they are at the permitted age, we should be, as their parents, more concerned with, is my child emotionally mature and ready to be able to manage this social media and not based purely on their chronological age? Now, I've talked about this before very much with my my own children, but when they reached their 13, they didn't automatically get access across all platforms. They were given access to certain platforms at certain ages when they were emotionally ready to deal with it. So that meant that some platforms were at 13, some platforms were at 15, some platforms were at 16. And I was only able to do that. I'm not saying that in a, oh, look at me, didn't I do an amazing job? Absolutely not. But this was based on having conversations with, with the children all of the time and not always being mispopular. You know, I understood that I was, you know, that their friends were on various aspects of various different social media and it caused all sorts of frictions. But it really, we know our children better than anyone else. When they are emotionally ready, they then get access to these things. If we 
view social media in the same way as we might view you know other aspects of our children's well-being then i really believe that we should not our children should not be on these accounts below the permitted age that's the first do not the second one is please please do not get sucked into the everyone else has it narrative when your child is younger we do not have to be passive passengers in this use of social media we can choose to actively do something now i am aware that there are children that are on social platforms at a significantly younger age than they should be permitted and i'm not this point that i'm making is not a judgment thing it absolutely is not it's not about finger pointing at other parents and how irresponsible are they I know how difficult it is. We all know how difficult it is to parent when we know that there are lots of others that are using various different social media platforms at significantly below the age. But we have to take responsibility here as parents because it is having a huge, profoundly negative impact on our children because they're not emotionally ready and able to deal with the content that they're seeing. So if we've got this narrative and... My guess is probably that is the narrative that you're getting from your children. Everyone else has got it and I haven't got it. Now, the reality is not everybody else has, that there are lots of other children in their year, in their class that won't have it. So connect with these parents who are equally making a decision not to allow their children to have social media platforms until the permitted age and work collectively. How can you work collectively to agree how you will manage and communicate this aspect of it? So when your child comes to you with the whole, everyone else has got it, it's not fair, why not me? That you feel that bit more confident about your decision to say no, that they're not ready and that they're not of the right age and that these other friends also do not have these accounts. Now, remember, I'm talking about social media accounts. I'm not talking about device use. I'm talking purely about our children being on social media platforms. So the first one is, you know, our children should not be on, should not have social media accounts below the permitted age. And the only way we're going to be able to police that and make that happen is if we are communicating with our children regularly, because I am also aware that there are lots of children who will be setting up social media accounts and their parents will be completely oblivious to this. So we have to have a continual dialogue with our children. We have to have those honest conversations. We have to explain without being scaremongering why these age restrictions are there and why we've made that decision not to do it. There are other ways that our children can stay connected with their friends below those ages. There are, and let's get creative here. Let's encourage our children to use their creativity in order to be able to do that. And let's not get sucked into this everyone else you know, has it, that narrative. And the other do not is kid yourself that social media use is any less mindless, that your social media use is any less mindless than your child or your teens. And I say this with love because so often we can be very critical of our children's use of devices or even their use and, and their use of social media when we are mindlessly consuming ourselves. So those are the, my three sort of do not. So what do we do? Well, the first thing I would say is I'm going to address really in the rest of the podcast very much a, what if we've already now given these devices over? What if our children are already on social media? 
because I suspect that's where a lot of the challenges are is that we have all of these great intentions and then they have the social media accounts and then we find it becomes all consuming. So before I go into that, what I would say is if you are listening to this podcast episode and you have not yet given social media accounts, if your your children have not necessarily gone down that route, then it's really important to have those discussions early on. It's communication is key. Agreeing ground rules on social media use is key. The moment you hand over a device, you can then talk about this notion of with privilege comes responsibility. It is a privilege that our children have electronic devices, that they get access to these social media accounts and therefore they need to act responsibly with that and if they don't act responsibly then we have to have a discussion about that privilege so that's the key thing for those of you who are listening to this I suspect that most of you who are listening to this podcast episode are probably already slightly sucked into or struggling to negotiate around social media use so let's talk about what are the things that I feel that we can do in terms of trying to reel back social media use or encourage our children to move away from the mindless use of social media to a much more conscious and mindful and this is all about balance it's this notion that you know it's not about abstinence but it's about being aware that when they're using it they're doing it consciously because what I'm seeing and I'm hearing a lot of the time is that the devices are sort of ever omnipresent and so what tends to happen is our children will be picking them up and checking them all of the time notifications ping up and so they're not really making a conscious decision they don't even really know that they're how much time that they're having on there so I think one of the first things that we want to make sure that we do is using our encouraging our children to use the devices positively to track the amount of time that they spend on the apps and the amount of time even that they're spending on their device in total. So there are mechanisms, I'm no techie expert, but there are mechanisms, and if you don't know, then you can search for it certainly on the internet that will show you, and your children will know how to use this, that will actively show you how often are they on on their devices. And in fact, if you're on an Apple device, then I think you get, I certainly get a notification each week that tells me my total amount of time on devices, and whether it's up or it's down, but you can drill down even further on, certainly on Apple devices, but the same will be the case on Android devices as well, is that you can drill down to actually how much time has been spent on the various different apps on that phone. So first of all, let's let's encourage our children to be aware and let's track, let's have a conversation. Let's get mobile phones out. Do the same with your own device. Have that conversation. This isn't us lecturing to our children. This is us also modeling, which we'll talk about. But it's let's use these electronic clever devices that we use all of the time for social media. Let's use it positively so we are aware of how much time we spend on our devices and how much we spend on individual apps. So knowledge is power, isn't it? So let's have that knowledge initially. Let's know what we're doing and then maybe let's agree something. Have a conversation. Let's agree about how much time we might reduce that by or what the new target is going to be. But it's about being consciously aware because this is the whole thing. It's not the mindless use. We want to be consciously aware. So the first thing we need to be able to do is actually be able to positively track the amount of time that we're on these specific devices. Because if we can do that 
on those social media accounts and we're aware of that, then we can, number two, we can avoid the mindless use of social media. And you'll be aware of that. You, I don't know, maybe you just open up a social media app and you think, oh, I'm just going to catch up, just have a bit of a scroll. And you find half an hour, 45 minutes, God forbid, two hours, you've been sucked down a rabbit hole of memes, videos, funny clips, whatever it might be. And you've been on there a long time and our children do exactly the same. So if we are, we have the knowledge of how much time we're spending, we, what that then helps us avoid the mindless use of social media. So those are the first two. The third one is about modelling. What are we modelling in terms of our device use? How often are we reaching up for our phone? How often are we flicking through our social media accounts? What are we doing? Because if we're talking to our children about being less mindless in their use of social media, how mindless are we being in terms of our own social media use? So it's making sure that we can we have that knowledge of how much time we're using on the various apps so that we can then make a conscious decision that we want to avoid the mindless use so that we can then begin to set targets about how much time we're going to give ourselves on these specific devices. What do we want to reduce it by? You know, you might find you might be horrified when you do this exercise. I'm just giving you that heads up now when you look at it with your teen. Please don't judge them in that moment. We're making a decision to help move forward move away from mindless to being more conscious. So let's not shame them if their number comes back. And certainly if you're listening to this episode during the school holidays, you may be horrified that your children might be on there possibly even 18 hours a day, 20 hours. So let's not shame and embarrass them. That's where they are. It's a starting point. We have knowledge is power. And what we're then going to do is, okay, what seems to be a reasonable shift from whatever time they're on, they're using it now, down and the same goes for you so it's really important that we look at doing that and looking at what we're modeling and how we're then managing it what we then really need to make sure that we do is that we want to then encourage our children to draw up a contract now we're going this is going to be one of the free resource that we're going to give away we're going to look at we've got two resources within the same resource one for younger children one for older teens but it's we want to have a bit of a contract and we want that to come very much from a conscious decision and from a discussion with our children about what to them seems like a reasonable amount of time in social media when they look at their day how much time and whereabouts in the day does it seem reasonable for them to then sort of not confine, but to sort of be have these pockets of time that they're using social media. Because what we want to do is we want to shift our children away and our teens away from having their devices with them all of the time and then being on those social media accounts continuously because they've got these mindless notifications to almost making conscious decisions that I'm going to check, I'm going to be on my social media accounts between this time and this time because that works particularly well because I would have done this and this first and then I'm going to do that so you can use that as a way of then making a decision about when am I going to start using those accounts what's the time that I'm going to set aside so that they're actually actively looking at their whole day because the danger that we have is that they wake up and then they've got these devices and they're on those social media accounts from the moment that they wake up and it's not that the day then drifts and we've probably all seen that it's sort of 11 12 before they wake up, maybe, if it's in a school holiday, they've reached straight for their social media accounts 
and they're then scrolling through those for several hours and it might be three four five o'clock before we even start having discussions and by which time it's too late so what we're really looking at is encouraging them to be really actively conscious about when they're on it so they are using the device positively to track the amount of time that they spend on these apps because that then helps them to avoid the mindless use of social media that we're looking at what we're modeling to make sure that we're modeling good social media use ourselves and that we're then having a conscious discussion around when might i block out specific time during the day in order to be on my social media account and and just enjoying those and what might i do with the other time during the day and really we need to be in lots of ways as parents we can be really clear about making sure that our children brush their teeth and make their beds and tidy up after themselves and put stuff in the dishwasher and yet quite often with our teens we can be less insistent around them getting outside having some physical exercise reading or doing other things and i think we need to shift that yes social media is important to them yes communicating with their friends is important to them but if we're looking at their general well-being if we're looking at their physical and their mental health that also includes various aspects of physical exercise expanding their mind and their horizon getting outside and doing things whether that's going for a walk going for a bike ride pushing themselves out of their comfort zone in terms of trying on new challenges whatever that might be that's all part of those discussions that we have with our children and our teens about that expansion so what then happens is there is an element and it's not about massively pre-planning and managing and micromanaging days but our children and our teens should have within each and every day time on their devices and their social media but also time doing other things so we're looking at it being part of a broad healthy day rather than it just being consumed in that one day and there will obviously be days where they will be on their social media accounts for a significant long time and those days should be the exception but they should not be the rule so that's the kind of broad framework i want to drill down a little bit now in terms of the actual social media use so i think it's really important there is lots of evidence to support this notion that being on social media and social media accounts can be really negative can have a very negative effect on our children's emotional well-being high incidence in terms of anxiety and depression because obviously it's a snapshot we know that social media isn't reflective of real life we know that there is a a a sort of a, a business machine behind that that we're being presented with information that quite often will make us feel that our lives are not necessarily adequate without this latest device or this latest thing or looking a certain way So we have to make sure that when our children are on their social media accounts, that the information that they're viewing, that their feed is as healthy as it possibly can for, for them. So I do think it is really important to set reminders periodically, whether that's once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, for our children to do their own audit on their feeds. And they should be removing accounts that they currently follow which make them not feel great about themselves make them feel awful they need to make sure that they do this regularly whether they set alarms and reminder reminders with that but they just need to remove accounts or unfriend people who do not make them feel 
great. Your child, as well as you, are the sum of your five closest friends. It's an old saying that you've probably heard countless times. So who is your child or teen getting their information and daily fix from? Whether that's friendships, whether that's influencers, whether that's celebrities, whether that's bloggers, whatever that is, we need to remember that that's what feeds into how our child views the world beyond that of their immediate family and their sort of friends and school environment. What is that information? What is that feeding? Is it nurturing them? Is it feeding them things that he's that feeds their inquiring mind and that self-acceptance? Or is it all about judgment? Is it all about a narrative that they need to look or be a certain way? So we need to be thinking about the fix that our children are getting on this social media. Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? And if it isn't, then we need to make sure that they regularly purge and remove accounts, unfollow, unfriend, whatever it is that they might do. And for some, that might be periodic detoxes of social media, maybe actually removing specific platforms because they no longer serve them. They find that they don't feel great. They find that they feel more anxious when they're viewing it. They find that they have suicidal thoughts or they find that the material that they're being presented makes them feel less than, then in which case that they need to be doing that. And what we can also do is, in terms of the actual use, is encourage us and our children and our teens, and we can do this through the contract, of actually setting reminders, digital reminders, as well as digital alarms, so that if they've made this decision, and collaboratively we've talked about how much time that they're going to be on their devices, that maybe they've said they're going to be on there for an hour, that they set some sort of reminder, some alarm that they take ownership for, that then tells them your hour is up so that it's all about personal responsibility what we want our children and our teens who are using social media who are at the age and that kind of developmental age of using them that they're able to self-moderate that they're able to self-regulate so that they come off and it's not about us battling with them so let's just recap these because I've given you quite a lot of information and please do feel free to write in and, and, and ask questions if you need anything then do please kind of do that. But what we should be doing is we want to make sure that our starting off with this knowledge is power. Use these clever digital devices so that we can track the amount of time we and our children and teens are spending on each of these apps so that we have that knowledge because that's our starting point. From that starting point, we can then be more conscious about avoiding this mindless use of social media and instead being really conscious of the time that we're going to be spending on it and modeling that as well, making sure that we model that and when our, so that we then make these conscious decisions about when we're going to segment aspects of our day so that we are then consciously picking up the device and then consciously using it and making sure that we kind of agree that but also agreeing how our day might look in terms of that that sort of healthy balance and mix from using our social platforms and our social media but also being outside, making sure that we get regular exercise, making sure that we're setting regular challenges, that we're meeting friends and we're having that social contact in person and not always through social platforms. And then it's looking specifically at the social platforms that are being used and the accounts and making sure periodically and regularly diarise them on electronic devices. Let's use these 
powerful things as ways of being able to keep track of of our accounts that we're following and unfollow ones that make us feel awful, that make us feel less than, unfriend people. We are the sum of our five closest friends. So let's make sure that we surround ourselves with people that make us feel great about ourselves, that have that self-acceptance rather than always feeling that we're not enough and that comparison. And then making sure that when we do go on our devices, when these social media apps, when we're looking at specific times, is that we set alarms so that we can then make sure that we are on them for only a specific amount of time, that we can make sure that that is exactly what we're doing. So my give this week is going to be a document that was for younger children and also for teens that looks specifically at some sort of contract that we make with them in terms of discussion around their social media use. So you'll be able to find that in my resource library. So you head over to drmaryhand.com forward slash library where you'll find the link to download the resource. All you need to do is pop in your email address and you'll get instant access not only to this week's resource, but all the other free resources across all my podcast episodes. As ever, if you have enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could follow and review this podcast so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time. (music) 